Welcome to the Friends of a Feather podcast. I'm your host, Ren Robbins, and I'm excited that you're here. This is the place where you will feel encouraged as I share with you my friends' God stories. Whether you are on your commute to work, folding the laundry, or taking me along with you on your walk, I pray that you will feel seen by God and be spurred on to honor Him with the gifts and talents that He has given you. Let's jump in. Well, I am so excited to be back with you, my friends, at the Friends of a Feather podcast. This summer is just being super de duper fun. And I am learning so much from these women that are sharing about practical how to's. And today I have my friend, online friend, uh, Jennifer Booth with me. She is at the planning woman on Instagram. And yes, she is an excellent organizer and planning woman. And so I am so excited to welcome her to the podcast. Welcome, Jennifer. Thanks for having me, Ren. I'm excited to be here. I love Jennifer because she is all of the things that I wish I could be. <laughs> she is super organized and um, and she speaks well. And so I'm like, I need you on the podcast. I really want to have you on to to share about organization. So, and we met online and here we are. <laughs> I know, I know. I love online connections. I have made so many new friends and connections over, well, during COVID, you know, lots of Mm -hmm. trainings and groups that I've been in. I love, love new friends online. So not everything was awful out of 2020. There was a lot of good coming out of that. Yes. Okay. So Jennifer, tell us a little bit. I know you are, uh, you have a daughter that is in college. And so tell us a little bit, like 30 seconds or less about you. And then I'm going to ask you a follow-up question about your organization stuff and methods. Okay. Okay. Well, I am married to Stephen. Um, we'll celebrate 24 years in August. We have a son, Harrison, who's 21. He'll be a senior in college this fall. And our daughter, Elizabeth, is 18, almost 19, will be a sophomore in college. Wow. I can't <laughs> believe I'm about to have two college graduates like just like that. Uh-huh. uh-huh. That's awesome. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So tell me, you just moved, which we will all watch on Insta stories because yes. you were moving and you were showing us how you, the process was, you showed us a tour of your house that you live in now. And so you organization, I'm not going to say it comes easy to you because I don't think it comes easy to anyone, but tell me when the moment when you knew, okay, God has gifted me with this talent of organization or, or tell me when you knew it was different than everybody else. <laughs> um, you know, I can't, I don't know that I can pinpoint an exact, you know, date or really season of life, maybe back when I first started working out of college and um, I'm an accountant by degree <laughs> CPA and I worked for a local food service distributor in their accounting department and I don't know I guess maybe I just took for granted that everybody knew how to get information together put things together and it wasn't till maybe my supervisor said something you know she's like you know some of these other people would not be able to do that you know like gather the information compile it, you know, not just physical items, but seeing things. I've been told several times I can see the big picture well and yet drill down to the details of how to 
make it better. Um, I can't remember what is the thing in maybe strengths finders. One of my strengths is the reformer. Like I'm constantly trying to reform, refine, make better. And all of that comes about in organization. You know, it's like you've got to declutter, you know, you've got an area that's really messy or unusable because it's so disorganized. So you have to declutter. You're continually to refine it. You know, it's not organized once and for all because, you know, we don't always put things back where they go or more like your family members don't always put things (laughs) back where they go. So it's a constant process. So I think, um, you know, if you'd asked my mother when I was growing up, she would not have classified me as organized. She would have said messy, but that's not necessarily unorganized. I knew where everything was. Mm. <laughs> I just didn't have the um, motivation necessarily to keep it all picked up at the time. But sure. yeah. Okay. I love what you said about the, the clutter because I've heard before, and you can tell me if you've heard this or if you agree with this where if you have clutter, like in your office or on your counter, then you're going to have clutter in your mind. Is that right? Yes. Yes. In fact, I'm dealing with that right now. My, where I am right now is my office and it's the last room that I am getting settled. Um, I know you probably can't see too much behind me. I finally got bookcases set up and things, but it's a different layout and a different function than what my previous office was. So I'm still trying to figure that out and I've had piles and I've not wanted to come up here and work because Mm. I'm just looking around going, oh my gosh, I've got to do all these things and it is distracting. It Mm. is even, um, I've had a period of time in my life, like two houses ago when my kids were younger, we had a great house with two walk-in attics. You could come in and you could see everything was put away. It was behind closet doors. It was in the attic, whatever. It may look nice, but I could just feel all that stuff that I was holding on to in those closets, in those attics. And when I finally started getting rid of those things, it just made a world of difference in mindset. And I wasn't thinking mindset back then. That's kind of the new buzzword the last couple of years. Um, But it really does organization or disorganization affects your mind. It really, really can. And I think when you said how you, you could feel it from your attic and I just, I wrote down the word heavy. It feels heavy. Yes. Yes. That's, that's how I felt. I mean, I could just be sitting in the living room watching TV, you know, and you're maybe watching one of these great HGTV shows where they're redoing something or one of the times when they've shown organizing shows and you're like, Oh, I've just got so much stuff, so much stuff. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And we're in the process. I know you just recently moved and we're in the process of, we had to kind of declutter in our house and like major, major declutter and put things away and get rid of things. And um, man, it feels so much better. I'm like, why haven't we been living like this <laughs> all yes. along? So, yes. So, yes. Um, so anyway, but I, I want to talk to you about one thing that uh, really caught my attention when you did this on Insta stories about paper clutter and how that is a beast. <laughs> yes. So can you tell us how can we, cause this is the how to series, how mm-hmm. can we cut that paper clutter? Okay. Well, I have just realized over the last couple of months, no matter whether you're talking about paper clutter, your time management, organization, 
anything where you're trying to get something back on track, um, you have to do three things and I'm calling them the three P's. We have to prioritize, we have to plan, and then we have to process. Mm -hmm. And it doesn't matter what, I think this hits almost any area of our home life. So with paper clutter, one of the biggest things is stopping the unnecessary from coming in. You know, just like with our stuff, do you really have a place for it? You know, when you're at the store and you see something you like, do you really have a place for it? Should you bring that home? But with our papers, um, we start with prioritizing, meaning what are my priorities with paper right now? You know, so for me currently, and this will change from season to season, I am caregiver for my mom. So I, you know, I'm not at the point yet where I'm dealing with her medical bills and that stuff, but I know at some point I probably will be. So I have to think about that. And maybe if you have small kids at home or kids in school, school paper is going to be one of your topics of paper that you're going to have. You know, maybe your kids are involved in extracurricular activities, whether it's sports or music or gymnastics, whatever. You may have papers from volunteer things that you're a part of, you know, so it's just a matter of assessing and deciding what paper do I have to deal with right now in this season of life and what other paper is coming in can I get rid of it like you know um getting catalogs in the mail I don't know how many people still get catalogs in the mail I did until I moved but they haven't found me yet so they will. Many in a long time excuse me, but they, um, you know, getting things like that, getting magazines, you know, do you really need those, want those, do you read them, you know, that kind of thing. So it's just assessing what do you need or what do you have the capacity to focus on right now? You know, another area of paper is coupons, like from, I, I don't know, back many, many years ago. I thought I was going to try to be the coupon queen and I would save all the coupons from the newspaper every Sunday and get huge stacks of them before I even touch them. So you can imagine what kind of pile of paper, even if I had a place to put that, to hold it till I had time, that's still a lot to deal with because I didn't want to deal with it every week. Mm. And then by the time I got to it, guess what? Most of them were expired. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. So maybe the time I was doing that was not the right season of life for me to attack that. Mm. So prioritizing the kinds of paper that you have to and what you have the capacity to deal with is important. And then you need to decide how are you going to eliminate the other, you know, Mm. which usually it's just those random things. Some things come in the mail that you just can't help. I mean, there's no list to get off of. Yeah to get that, but that doesn't mean you have to open every single thing mm-hmm. and give it or keep it until you have time to deal with it, you know, yes. that kind of thing. So once you figure out the kinds of paper that you have to and want to deal with, then you make a plan for how are you going to deal with those? And mm-hmm. like I said, it's part of that is figuring out how to get off the mailing list of something, maybe letting a subscription expire. I don't know how much um, paper kids are bringing home from school these days, because I feel like by the time my kids got out of school, a lot of things, a lot of communication was transitioning to email, digital, Mm -hmm. 
a website, whatever. Yeah, that's kind of what it was. And I was just thinking about it. I was just thinking because we just got out of school. My son was in first grade. And so I remember they would send him a packet of of just papers, graded papers, and Mm -hmm. you had to sign it and then send it back. And I was like, oh, we'll get those at the end of the year. We didn't. And you know what? I'm grateful. I'm grateful because are we going to go back to those graded papers? No. Do we need those graded papers? No. So she did me a favor by not sending those home at the end of the year. I'm sure they're in the the trash somewhere, which is glory be, let them be in the trash, you know? So I agree with you. I I think everything now is online, especially when we had to go to online learning. A lot of us or all of us, if you weren't homeschooling, you did online learning. So um, yeah, which is a blessing. And I have a bin and you can tell me if this is good. I have a bin down here that holds there's one from preschool to, I have two bins now. So this first grade one will need to go. I think these two are full though, but like preschool up to, um, you know, right now we have two bins for, for preschool through first grade with his special work, like hand prints and fingerprints and all the stuff. I probably could go through that again, but I would Mm -hmm. like, I I try to save those in a bin for that. So tell me, is that a good plan? That is a good plan. Yes. Because you're not stuffing it here, there and everywhere. Right. Um, But that is another kind of paper. Like if you decide that's something you're having to deal with, Mm -hmm. your plan could be get these boxes. Um, I've seen some, well, you can make yourself and do file folders for each yes. grade and just put the most important things in there. And you can also, just a little bonus tip, those school pictures, the big envelope of pictures you get, just throw them in there. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, when you, if you're going to someday make a photo album yes. or something, mm-hmm. you know where everything is. Okay, um, that's good to know. I was not good about doing that. I consolidated both kids together yeah, yeah. You're for like, the longest you're until a couple of years ago when I finally went through and sorted all that out. Yeah. But, you know, they all, when they were in elementary school, every nine weeks, we'd have an awards assembly and you would get, mm-hmm. you know, speller of the quarter or yeah, whatever. Yeah. And I finally, just probably last year when I was going through sorting, I threw all those away. Yeah. Because we don't I'm need like, that. I know there are awards, but. Yeah, you know, no. I don't care about them. You know, I've oh. ended up saving programs from yes, programs from band concerts. They were both in band, yes. um, or any other talent show, play, whatever, anything they were involved in. I saved those programs, or if they were mentioned in the school newsletter, or yes, something. And like you said, things with handprints, fingerprints. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's about it. And the rest, if there was a great art project or something, I took a picture Uh, and it may or may not go in an album one day. I'm not there yet. I've, yeah, yeah. I have albums from when they were younger, but not from their school day stuff. Well, and I I feel like you're giving us all permission to throw some of that away. Like, are you doing that? I need, and we need permission from you. Cause you are a certified organizer, correct? So I, I, I know that that's hard. And as a mom, you know, from a mom perspective of saying, you know, you don't have to keep everything like you can keep a file folder from each grade or a, a, you know, a bin to put those things in. Mm -hmm. And you can, you know, if it will help, because sometimes we hang on to it thinking our kids want it and we'll want to go back and look at it. 
Mm-hmm. Not so much. My daughter likes to look at some of her things. My son could care less, yes. <laughs> you know, right. but at the end of each year, you know, like this time of year, I would just sit down with your child and the pile of papers you've saved from mm-hmm. the year, go through it together and decide what you really want to keep, what they want to keep. And if it's yeah. more than you want to keep, then mm-hmm. maybe, you know, keep it for a few months and then, mm-hmm. And then you can go through You know, it. then you can get rid of it. <laughs> okay, that's good. But, that's good yeah. to go through it with the kiddos. I like that. Yeah. That's a great tip. Okay, so prioritize, plan, and then process. What do process. we do with the process? Well, it's that's where you follow through um, with processing the paper each week. And okay. back in plan, I didn't get to this part, but you need a system for processing. Mm -hmm. And I know we don't have time to go into the nitty gritty details of a system on this episode, but basically what I have is like a letter tray. Well, I have a great setup now that I wish I'd had 20 Mm -hmm. years ago with one of those, um, you know, landing zone cubby things right inside the back door. And we have, Um, some shelves behind a door that I've just kind of created as our control zone. Mm. And so both me and my husband have what I would call an in basket. So like when the mail comes, I go through it, anything that's his gets thrown in his basket instead of on the kitchen counter. In all our other houses, it got thrown on the kitchen counter till he had time to pick it up, which he's pretty good about dealing with it. But still, it was there, you know not looking good. And so we put, I put each of our mail in our own baskets. And then I have a bigger box with file folders for different things. Like I need to do this this week, or here's a phone call I need to make or email I need to send, you know, I kind of have different categories. And I look through that once a week to figure out what I need to do with all those Mm. papers or sort them into that file folder. But that that whole system is part of a larger, what I call like a mind organization system. I'll throw to do's in there that I think of mm-hmm. that don't have to be done right away, but it's something that I want to get done in the near future or maybe in the distant future. But I still, okay. when I think of it, I try to capture it on like an index card, okay. um, little piece of note paper. Goodness knows I have plenty of notepads, yeah, <laughs> yeah, different yeah. things laying around. And just get all those ideas out of my head. And that all kind of goes in together, mm-hmm. the paper and the to-dos and all of that. So that's a great system. One big and system. Yeah, I think that's great. And I think that's important to do that and to write it down, to get it out of your head. Like Just like we said earlier, like when we see clutter around us, that's mental clutter. Well, if we have all that in our head, the to-do list, to get it out on paper and then mm-hmm you know, then we can go from there. It mm-hmm. frees up a lot of brain space. It does. It does. And then you don't, you know, well, most of the time you don't forget things if yeah. you do that. Yeah. Cause it's written down. It's not a hundred percent foolproof, but sure. sure. I think <laughs> that's, a, I think that's great. I think that those are really practical things that we can do for the paper clutter because paper clutter is a thing. And I think you said earlier, we were talking about like how to help our kids be organized and stuff. If, and you said, if you get the paper clutter under control, then everything else comes it comes from that. It's like a ripple yes. effect. Yes. Yes. Because you're not having to deal with these stacks of paper for one thing, mm-hmm. you know, you've got it under control. You're not seeing all of this. So your mind feels less cluttered. And so that kind of frees up, not just brain space, but activates some more energy to let you tackle some of the other things. Mm. Or at least that's what I found for me when, yeah. 
when you have all these things weighing on your mind, who wants to go declutter the toy box? You know, <laughs> who wants to go yeah. do things like that? And when you don't have these other things to think about, it just makes it a little easier to go tackle larger Mm. projects or more difficult projects that take a little more brain space as in I've got to make all these decisions about this stuff. That's what's so hard about organizing is you've got to decide so many things. And Mm. um, if you're an emotional attached person, (laughs) sentimental makes it even harder. So having the brain space cleared up from your other stuff makes it a little easier to make those decisions when you get to those areas. That's great. Okay. So you talk also about time management and managing our time because you are the planning woman. And so Mm -hmm. there is a plan you have. I mean, just even in your three P's, number two is plan. So I know Mm -hmm. that that's a big part of things. So how, um, how important is planning in a mom's life? Oh, I think it's very, very important. Um, because if you don't have a plan, you're more likely to get the, to the end of each day and go, what in the world did I get done today? Mm-hmm. Or, you know, you've got that list, even if it's written down somewhere and it's not getting done because you're just reacting to everything that comes along. And so when you plan, whether that's creating schedules, routines, developing habits, it makes it so much easier to tackle the work you need to do that you want to do, that God has given you to do, you know, that kind of thing. So Mm, I think that's key. That's that's good. And I think that's important with us as women, um, not necessarily if we're a mom or not, but it does flow through us into who's around us, our workplace, our friends, and then also our kids. Mm-hmm. So here's, here's a question for you. What, what do you suggest? Do you suggest a mom that's busy? Okay. Cause we all are busy. I mean, that's like an oxymoron, like busy mom. Like, of course, yes, we're all busy. It's a given. Um, yeah. It's a given like with planning meals and things like that. And if there is like a ball game or there's a lot of kids that they are going here and there, do you suggest, cause there's a lot of things right now with um, not necessarily meal planning. There is that too, but also for these freezer meals that companies mm-hmm. are having locally where you can go and grab a homemade freezer meal. Mm-hmm. And all you have to do is put a vegetable with it. And it's to supplement on those really busy nights, not every night, but those busy nights when you just can't, have the space, the mental space, maybe the time Mm -hmm. to get a meal on the table. Do you suggest that? Do you think that's a good strategy? I think so. Um, I'll have to admit, I was guilty of doing the McDonald's run through. Yeah, (laughs) sure. Oh, yeah. When my kids were younger, um, we had a period of time in our life where uh, my daughter had gymnastics and my son had tennis, kind of near the same time, like I would have to drop my son off. Mm -hmm come back and take my daughter to gymnastics by the time she was done then we had to go get him Mm. and it wasn't really close to where we lived too Ah. you know and that was um Mm. I don't know there were periods of time where four out of five weeknights we were gone Mm. you know between Mm. church on Wednesday night and all of that and I think had that kind of service been around back Mm -hmm. you know 10-15 years ago I probably would have taken advantage of it. Um, mm-hmm. You know, I've even done just to help myself out because I'm not, 
not a big cook. I want to be a good cook and whatever, but I'm just like, I don't want to make the mess and clean it up and Mm -hmm. what have you. So a couple of years ago, my daughter and I tried together, um, like hello fresh meal kits, did like two a week, came in handy. She got to learn how to cook some things. Mm. And I say me and my daughter, cause my husband's vegan. We are not. Okay. And so we were <laughs> trying yeah. to, Y'all are trying trying all to like just feed ourselves. You know? <laughs> <And> so, <laughs> okay. so, um, I think there's great value in things like that. You know, mm. not even just when your kids are little, it mm-hmm. just so happened when we did that. Um, my dad ended up falling in the hospital and ended up passing away. And our first meal kit came like a few days after he was in the hospital, you know, and so they can just get you through different seasons of life. Mm. You know, if you're a caregiver, Mm. yeah, there's no shame in farming out your meal prep to someone else. Yeah, for sure. But yes, I always suggest the healthier alternatives than yeah, sure, sure. Every time or yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, I love that there are some in. It seems like in every area. I know in Memphis we have some, um, and so I think that's uh, that's great. Okay, so that you just gave us permission for that. Thank you for that. Yeah. <laughs> I'm liking the. Per- we should call this how to give permission from Jennifer. Yeah. I love that. That's, that's helpful. Okay. So one more question. Um, How do you help your kids to be organized? I mean that you said, you know, tame the paper clutter and then it kind of trickles down. Is there a tip for us of how we can help our kids to be organized? I think um, just because not every kid is going to have that natural right ability, but everyone can learn how to Mm. be organized. Mm. It's just the consistency of routines with them, of getting them involved. Maybe when they're little, you know, we have pickup before we go to bed, you know, sing our little pickup song and pick up our toys, teaching them that they don't need everything they see when they go to the store Mm. to bring it home, you know, is really, oh, that's one of the big things. But I have to say Mm. my kids, they wanted stuff when they were younger, Mm. but now that they're 18 and 21, um, Mm. they really think long and hard before they acquire something new, even if it's something I buy for them. Mm. They're, you know, it's like, yeah, we know we have to deal with it, keep up with it, take care of it. kind of thing. So instilling that early, um, maybe giving them more responsibility over their stuff, instituting those, let's have family cleaning morning on Saturday mornings or whenever, you know, sometime once a week, getting them involved in the chores. I think that gives them a better perspective of like what you have to do and what it takes to keep up their stuff. And if they're having to constantly (laughs) pick up something or you're making them go through and purge all the time, I think eventually they're going to quit bringing Mm. in so much and Mm -hmm. be willing to keep it nice and tidy. So it doesn't, doesn't take as long. That's right. You you say the quicker you get this done, the sooner you can go play or you can go to your Mm -hmm. friend's house or go do whatever. So, yeah. Yeah. I think that's great. And it's funny because that's, that's really what happens. They start kind of cluing in like, Oh, mom, you do this all the time when I'm at school, you know, like Mm -hmm. summertime is hit. So it's like, okay, now here are your chores. And I, I did that for my son today. I have a little special box and I put a sticky note and he has five chores that he has to get done sometime during the day. Mm -hmm. Um, But he's just got to 
you know, just got to get it done. And it's, it's not fun, but it is um, fun when you finish and complete it and say, I did Mm -hmm. it. And, you know, we want to, we want to keep or be organized. And especially if they see you do it, I think Mm -hmm. that they're going to want to, to do it even more when they see that you're organized and a little bit more, you know, able to do other fun things. So yay. Oh my goodness. We've got to have you at back on the podcast because we have so much, there's so many questions we didn't even get to because there's so much good content, but um, I appreciate you so much, Jennifer, before we finish, can you tell me what you are eating, reading and loving? Because some of my listeners, this is their favorite part. (laughs) Okay. Okay. Right now I am eating heirloom tomatoes. I found at my local Trader Joe's, you know, because it's not easy to find heirloom tomatoes. They sell the big ones, but they also sell these mini ones like the cherry tomatoes or grape tomatoes. I have those on my counter. And I am reading Win the Day by Mark Batterson, which is um, a time management book from the perspective of Christians, you know, Christian life. And then I'm loving, I'm Sounds kind of crazy, but I'm loving my house. You know, we've been here two months. Um, It's our empty nester home. And I think what I'm loving about it most is I'm not having to buy so much to Mm -hmm. finish it out. We Mm -hmm. were able to, because we downsized some, most of the big things that we would need in this house, we already had and were able to make use of them. So Mm. wonderful. I love it. Okay. Where can people find you? Because you have amazing tips. And tell us what is next for you also, because something exciting is coming. (laughs) Yes. So um, you can find me at theplanningwoman.com and I'm at theplanningwoman on Facebook and Instagram. I also have a free Facebook community group right now. If you go to Instagram and click the link in my bio, there will be a line to join the Planning Woman Facebook group. But yeah, I am relaunching a podcast in probably late August, early September. Thanks to Ren helping me out, getting that going. I had a podcast for about two years and let it go last summer because it just was not the right time to keep it going. And I feel the Lord stirring that it's time to pick it back up again. So that's probably my next biggest thing I'm working on an online course and just some other things to help women um, come to the end of the day, knowing they did what was most important. So, and that is, that's all of what we want to do is bring honor and glory to the Lord and in what we do and with our time and with our planning and with organization. And so I love that you give us tips and, and the skills to know what to do to help us that are not, you know, it doesn't come as, it doesn't come as naturally to us. And God gives us all gifts and talents, but sometimes organization doesn't come to us with um, just clarity. I think we need somebody to help us out and to say, Hey, no, let's do it this way. And be like, Oh, I never thought about that. And that is what you are for me. So I really appreciate you. And I am so excited to hear your podcast. I love when women start their podcast and relaunch their podcast, but then I get really even more excited when I actually am a listener of their podcast. So I can't wait to hear all the things and all the tips for planning and, and that. So thank you so much, Jennifer, for coming on the podcast today. Well, thanks for having me. Thank you for joining me for today's show. For more encouragement, 
hop on over to Instagram at Friends of a Feather Podcast. I would love for you to send me a direct message and say hi. Okay, that's going to do it for this episode. Remember, we are all friends of a feather, so let's stick together. Have a great week, and I'll see you next time. Bye, friends.